Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Making the shift to look ahead to the Giants on Sunday Night Football. Picked off at the 15-yard line, Josh Norman. Mike Danger. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. Josh Norman. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Gene Battaglia. The giant game does not look scary, but the idea is that the rest of October, you should not lose a game. Viva Las Vegas. The Raiders held up the Packers 17-13. Jackpot, baby! Where's Mr. Mouth? Fates. Harris back to the warning track. He leaves. Michael's got it! He's got it! They double him off! Ball game over! Go and the Arizona Diamondbacks have beaten the Dodgers twice. That's what I'm supposed to be worried about. The AL Division Series play game three today. Hockey. Give us hockey now. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome on into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. We're glad you're with us and listening along in the free to download Odyssey app where we sound our best. 95.7 FM, AM 950. You can find the fan Rochester at the fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch, even on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. I'm Danger. He's Bataglia. I'm confused. Most professions, if you're a hiring manager... You, you want to hire the best talent, right? And football seems like a little different. Yeah, talent's important, but familiarity and guys I trust and guys that are in the foxhole and everything. Wait, who else. are you talking about right now? I'm, I'm, it's, oh. is, is there something? Did something happen? I've I've got this enormous blind spot. I feel like we can telegraph and project what the Bills will do when faced with an adversity. It's default to comfort default to what they the guys they know we we talked about this yesterday when the news broke and your reaction by the way even though you weren't here gene your reaction was felt you sent me a text as we were closing up shop yesterday and thanks to bo jackson from the b morning coffee club for uh, hanging out with us yesterday afternoon in the sports ball while gene was on assignment i believe it was just (laughs) all caps josh norman lolol oh my god and then you back so typical and you know i'm not gonna hide where i was yesterday we had the preseason game at RIT yesterday, getting ready for the Notre Dame game Saturday night. And <laughs> the guy I do the games with. Yeah, if you watch you know, over the years when we were on television, it's like, hey, uh, you're not going to believe this. Uh, uh, you know, did you just sign Josh Norman? Like, no. Come on, get it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, they did. Hey, look, practice squad, and you kind of understand why. Like, it, logically, sure. And hopefully, if you see if you see him get elevated from the practice squad, something's gone horribly wrong. There, there's too many injuries to account for. It's just one a, a gigantic safety net, and two, perhaps a guy who can add a little mentorship or leadership in that room with with younger corners 
looking at Kyrie Elam, looking at Jamarcus Ingram, uh, guys that don't necessarily uh, know yes. the system. So I might be pulling a hammy here, but that was my initial reaction is, all right, you're not bringing in Norman to be corner number four. You can't. He hasn't played in two years, essentially, and he was. Um, what do Bill's friends remember? Well, the, yeah, Derrick Henry sending him to orbit with a stiff arm, and that was in the COVID year. Oh, my gosh. He can't help you now, you figure. Well, maybe he can help you as a de facto coach. Because I'd like to say on our show, we do an okay job of trying to tell you something you don't know about the Buffalo Bills and try to fill in the cracks. But this is the part of the story of this year's Bills team that I don't know. And that is, what is going on with Kyrie Elam? Kyrie Elam, who was in this battle, has gone from, all right, somebody who is going to press for time. No, it's going to be Christian Benford. Oh, my gosh, he's inactive. To now... It looks like he's one step away from being out of the league. And how did this happen? What is the part of the story we're missing? Well, with Norman, I remember the first time they signed Norman in 2020. I remember talking then about, you know, why that move didn't really. Favor you used. Yeah, I, I use the word that that's a favor. You're Sean McDermott. The guy's at the end of his career. You're giving, you're doing him a solid. You're doing him a favor by, by giving him a roster spot, giving him a contract. And now... Now I view this as Josh Norman repaying that favor to Sean McDermott because I guarantee you Josh Norman doesn't want to sit on the practice squad. He wants to play. And he's going to have to sit on the practice squad, and, and maybe that's what this is all about. It's it's one hand washing the other. I did you a solid. I need you now, buddy. Do me a solid. Come here and help these guys. Help them get better through the course of the week so that on Sunday, they don't look shell-shocked the way they did at times against the Jags. Yeah, that that could very well be it. Maybe Norman has aspirations of being a coach someday, and this would be kind of a good way to go about it, but something isn't clicking with Elam. There's like last year you couldn't say like that was a disaster. It was like okay, it was an okay rookie season. Something isn't working and I just view this move and I could be completely wrong on this bringing in Josh Norman trying to be an extra voice in the locker room because you don't have Tredavious White anymore in that position room and the guys that are there uh, they're young, too. Benford, second year. Uh, Dane Jackson, still on rookie contract. Jamarcus Ingram, he just elevated from the practice squad. So uh, that is a young, young unit right now uh, in the corner position. We've got a fun and exciting show for you here this afternoon in the Sports Bar. We're glad you're with us. Here's what's on tap in the Sports Bar. And on tap at Three Heads Brewing, Skunk Black IPA. Discover why a hint of roasted malt is the perfect complement to big hop flavor. Get some at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Ooh, Avenue today. How did I not hear about that one? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, we're going to be checking that out, what, uh, a week from the Friday? The 20th, yes. Yeah. Right before the Patriot game. That's our next show at Three Heads. It's always a great time. We love when you come out, and I guarantee it'll be sunny and 70 degrees that day because it seemed like every day we go there, we do have nice How weather. much does Gene know me? How much does my co-host know me? Before we got on the air today, he pulls me aside. He's like, look, I'm going to need you to exercise a little mental toughness, pal, <laughs> because the forecast isn't calling for sun for what you say, like the next nine days. Next nine days, it's all. It, it's not going to be this cold, but I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. I know, <laughs> you know yeah, the roller like, coaster like, ride whatever, that is my the, mood. Yeah, the dangerous seasonality disorder <laughs> that, that uh, my co-host has here. Yeah, three heads is going to be fantastic, regardless of what the weather is going to be that day, because we're drinking great beer, and you would figure that we'll be in this 
This part of the ride that is the Buffalo Bills 2023 season that should be a lot of fun. Giants this week. Okay. Patriots have become this joke. So, uh, yeah, when the Bills are winning uh, on a Friday, we'll have some fun next week. Skunk Black IPA, Gino. That's the one you want to remember for a week from Friday when we're there for Patriots week at Three Heads on Atlantic Avenue. Later this hour, uh, Matt Perino stops by, as he does every Tuesday, to recap uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, performance and and to look ahead to this weekend's game. And if I'm not mistaken, we'll get Perino uh, this week, like we did last week, traveling. He'll be uh, joining us from O'Hare. In the same exact spot, isn't that like it? So O'Hare going out and coming back. And Perino went out on Tuesday last week, and the Bills went out two days later. And granted, Matt Perino is not a professional athlete, but I would have to think that what is it like going overseas? Danger. I've never been to Europe. Yeah. I don't see, know what that's like. I was so. going to just ask you. I can tell you the the last trip we took was 2019 was before the pandemic we went 2019 we we did a few days in london before we scooted down to italy uh for like a week and a half but just going to london for those for for that for that first day the jet lag is real you know you mm-hmm. land and you got the whole day ahead of you and you're kind of exhausted and i just remember by the end of the day i had a couple of cocktails in me at the end of the night and i passed out just passed out and it wasn't a good sleep and you woke up the next day and you're still you're just you're trying to adjust and it's hard it's a hard thing to expect that you can adjust uh over the course of two days now if you're an athlete and you have an army of sports scientists working for you i have to imagine that they're giving you tips and tricks that you can follow you know your body better than anybody, but tri- tips and tricks that you can follow in advance. And if if that was like what we heard last week from um, uh, from AJ Klein, that if you bank your sleep in advance, you have a better chance of not feeling the effects of jet lag when you land. I've never tried that. That's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I would attempt that for the next trip to Europe. But if you're the Bills now, you have teams like the Ravens saying, yeah, you know, we saw what the Bills look like. We're just going to go ahead and leave on a Tuesday instead of waiting <laughs> until later yeah. in the week and try and acclimate for a Sunday game because it did. It did look like an advantage. And even when you saw the, the camera panning up and down the sideline, you know, Josh Allen looked glazed. He just looked glossed over. They looked Save for Stefan Diggs, who always looks fresh and always looks like he has yeah. energy. They all just kind of look defeated and beat up and, and tired. So we'll discuss that with Matt Perino. We'll talk about the Norman signing. We'll look ahead to Sunday night's primetime matchup on Sunday Night Football against the New York Football Giants. Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard, about 15 minutes away here in the sports bar. And joining us later this afternoon for the first of many Tuesday afternoons in the sports bar, it's our pal, Rod. Chester Americans head coach Seth Appert. Welcome to hockey season, folks. It begins Friday night for the Rochester Americans, a non-traditional opponent, uh, Bridgeport, the uh, season opener, Blue Cross Arena. Uh, that's going to be a fun atmosphere, and uh, Seth is a straight shooter, so we'll ask him for his thoughts here on the uh, on the Amherst. How easy like his roster? What should be the expectation? Uh, appreciate the Amherst. They, they have this tradition now, uh, the staff, of giving us little treats. Last year was cookies. And uh, this year we got the uh, like a little mini replica banner of yeah. the North Division. I want to hang it in here, but I know we get yelled at for hanging things on our pristine walls. We're not supposed to hang anything on the walls. We're not supposed to poke anything. I hate the- that rule. I, I, I mean, 
it's the sports bar would feel more like a sports, sports bar, bar if we could hang some really like classic like sports illustrated covers or old nike posters or an amerx north division replica banner in the sports bar it would feel more like a sports bar. have a few neon signs yeah like welcome in we could kind of dress it up for sure i digress that banner i'd like it to say calder cup champions next year uh, it's a tall order i mean there's so many uncontrollables at this level namely well you know, you're kind of at the back and call the Buffalo and every other team is in this league. But you look at some of the talent, the fact that Rosine and Kulik are back here and also Brandon Byro. And wow. I mean, at least to start out, you have some talent. On a lot of teams. names uh, that you'll remember from last year, including Kozak, of course, the captain, Michael Mersh will be back. Uh, we're going to see, you mentioned uh, Roseanne, you mentioned Kulik. Weisbach is back. Ruschek is back. So yeah, you, Byro. Yes, I mean like there are a lot of, of familiar names from from that run last season uh, that that came just short of their goal. But um, well, well, we'll we'll let Seth tell us you know his outlook. I have to imagine for a lot of these guys that had designs on on making the Sabers that there might be some some emotions that you have to manage through, and that is always what's curious to me if you're a head coach in Seth Appert's position like how do you get these guys you know to properly focus on the task yeah. at hand you're with the Amerks and, and you want to make that next leap getting us to where we want to be as a team will get you there even closer so no rush it's kind of nice that you don't have to really see a rush to develop guys or, or bring guys up sooner than they they're seasoned you know what I mean like yeah. um uh, is as good as Kulik and Rosane are, and as much as we believe that eventually they will be Buffalo Sabres, you don't really have to rush them up this year. You can wait even another season if you needed to, or you know injuries happen. You, you know that you have them waiting by. So it's it's a testament, I think, to to the job that Kevin Adams and the organization has done. To kind of you know we've we've heard development for years and years and years, but now it actually feels like oh no, this is what it actually is supposed to look like. Yeah, there's roadblocks up in Buffalo right now, and it's. It, it, this is when was the last time that we actually had expectations both in Buffalo and Rochester? Well, I can tell you not since we've been doing the show danger yeah. that we've had these expectations. Seth Appert joins us 425. We'll talk some Rochester Americans hockey uh, here in the sports bar. Our usual fare on tap, a round of shots. Happy hour coming up after five o'clock. <clears throat> we've got some news and notes to get to. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I know. It's it's Tuesday. That means Gene is going to make his survive and advance pick of the week as we uh, guide you through your survivor football season as well. Yeah, have have we sweat at all here, Danger? Uh, you, so the sweat came week two when the Raiders jumped out to a seven nothing lead, and from yeah. that moment on, uh, save up until uh, this last weekend, the, the Bills' offense looked like an unstoppable juggernaut. From that moment on, and then of course Jacksonville happened. But yeah, we haven't really sweat, and I have a feeling when you look at this week's schedule that once again you'll be looking at it and saying, "Oh well, this is the obvious pick. This has to be the, the game that we're going with." There's no shame in that. No shame. No shame. I don't care if you say, well, that's obvious. I'm not winning the pool this week. And if you're winning the pool in you, this week in your pool, then get and find a pool with more people in yeah. it. Uh, we'll, we'll give you that uh, guaranteed lock, that pick of the week for your survivor uh, survivor pools here coming up right around 4 o'clock. You can join us 
On the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line, man, I loved all the calls we got yesterday at 866-4326 on a blame assessment Monday. The Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line, 585-8664-FAN, award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. New location, 135 West Commercial Street in ER, goodsmokebbq.com. It's weird calling into your own show as a guest. That is kind of a surreal thing. You've done that before. Yeah, I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I'd much rather be here and uh, just chopping it up, but but feeling like the guest and and I'm asking you questions and you're answering them as if you were the the insider of the guest. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a little different. It's different. No, I'm not not really into it to be honest. I but we did appreciate Bo stepping up yesterday and Bo coming in and you know slowly but sure he, he's a fun story to watch because he's he's in. Now, for almost six months, he's been in the area, and and the influences are starting to penetrate. Like, oh, I can't wait for you know the next Bills game. Oh, I can't wait to see Am- the Amherst and go to an Amherst game. You know, you know, like yeah. there, there's he's slowly but surely evolving into a Western New Yorker, which uh, is fun to see. Appreciate him, uh, you know, stepping in. And uh, quick note on RIT hockey: they sold out Saturday. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, dude. that's that's really big. Like you go in thinking, okay, what's the ticket promo? Wait, we're not going to talk about Saturday night. Well, talk about it. Yeah. I actually thought, yeah. you know, and, and you corrected me on this. Now, I have yet to go to a Brick City game, and I didn't realize that Brick City is actually RIT's homecoming. homecoming. That RIT's homecoming isn't a football game. It isn't, a, you know, it's it's this. It's It's a hockey game in the fall that they have at Blue Cross Arena. And it probably doesn't hurt that Notre Dame is the opponent. That's awesome that we've got the Fighting Irish coming into Blue Cross Arena. Well, it was supposed to be the opponent in, what was that, 2020. And obviously, like, things got really scaled back. And that was the year where, well, they played a little bit, but nobody was able to go to the game. So uh, good on Notre Dame for saying, you know what, we will come back. And RIT in 2021 actually went out to Notre Dame. It was a two for one. That's how these work. It's kind of like college football. Like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll play one out in your place in Rochester, but you come here and play two. RIT RIT took one of the two, which is kind of big. So um, it's it's a different world now for Tiger fans, knowing that hey, scholarships, you're on a level playing field. You can play with the big boys now here, and that's kind of exciting. And they look good yesterday. They did. It was uh, Canadian. It was an exhibition. Yeah. So kind of preseason, literally, like you're working everybody in. Uh, normally, you don't see uh, five lines, but that was the way it was kind of working out wow. yesterday. Well, a little you extra get, work for yeah. the guy doing play-by-play there. You got more just names to remember. Fine. Yeah, just, just fine by me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good to just kind of get out there on a Monday. And now, uh, now Notre Dame on Saturday night. Boy, you had the Amherst Bridgeport Friday, RIT Notre Dame Saturday. You got uh, Sabres hockey kicking off their season Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. You've got uh, a, a a triple header of NHL games as their season gets underway. You've got a game at 5.30 this this afternoon with Tampa Bay hosting Nashville to get things going. You've got, oh God, puke. Monday Night Football halftime. Did you Just see that? Puke. Like, I'm Sidney Crosby. What is it like for you, Connor Bedard? Oh, that wasn't I'm what like, I was talking oh, no. about. Oh, you're That's not game two. I was talking about the the promo that they were running for game three oh. when Jack showed up with the cup for his halftime interview uh, on Monday Night Football there in Vegas uh, as they'll be hoisting their banner uh, in Vegas tonight ho- and uh, hosting the uh, Seattle Kraken. A friend of the show, Evan Shoot, uh, while they're interviewing Jack last night, texted me, hey, how you liking this interview? And I just text him back. Yeah, grumpy fan. Yeah, the grumpy, grumpy cat. Grumpy cat. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Hey, Jack, 
get a personality. Like you're on there, you're trying yeah. to sell. You're like, oh, we're really excited She's about like, it. Yeah, I really. You don't want to do it. I I think that when you can find a hockey player with a personality, hold on to that one because not a lot of them have it, man. I mean, like I they're just kind of robotic because they are that. They are robots. Like from the moment they can get skates on, it's really all they know, and it's a tough thing. They're they are their own culture they are their own world they they do things differently than than you or i or anybody with any kind of personality would do i was gonna say this to all drink to that but the news today i don't know if you saw what came across here this it barry melrose has parkinson's yeah so he you will not see him anymore on espn and to have a video narrated by the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And, of course, those two will forever will be tied from that 1993 L.A. Kings team that went to the final. Uh, to have Gretzky narrate this video just kind of gives you an idea like, oh, this this kind of feels like you're, you're not going to see Barry Melrose anymore. And you brought up personality in the game like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need more guys like Melrose there that can have that kind of flex. I mean, you know what? For what it's worth, last year, you, you watch a little bit more because it's more accessible on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. I didn't think that they did a horrible job. Like, I, I think Messier is a little stiff. I actually like P.K. Subban. I think he does a good job. He adds a lot of personality to to the broadcast. I'm a, I'm a Chelios guy. I've always liked Chelios, so I love hearing what he has to say. Um, and, you know, truth be told, I don't get Turner Networks on Fubo, so I don't get to see a lot of the TNT presentation. Every now and then, I might be able to find a way to watch that game. But um, Sidebar, I've got a tip here for everybody because I'm in that boat, too, with TBS and the baseball playoffs being there. Yeah. Oh, no, you can find it. Major League Baseball Network, the Spanish broadcast. So as long as you don't oh. mind, uh, you know, like, you you don't have to listen. You can just oh, watch. Fair you know? enough. Okay. Yeah, so maybe they'll do that, I would think. The yeah. NHL Network. We maybe. got the Braves yeah. evening up their series against uh, the Phillies last night. And wow, the Dodgers in a 2-0 hole against the Diamondbacks. Let's see if the Rangers can close out uh, Baltimore tonight. And uh, the Twins. Wow. Twins looking to go up 2-1. Boy, this this postseason. Now, it feels like a lot of us weren't invited to the party. And yes, for, for, for you, Dan Fates, and Mike Catalana, for the Braves and Philly fans, great. Have some fun. But for the rest of us, like if the Orioles go out, I mean, that, that's kind of it, right? I mean, it's like, all right, I guess who who is left that who people you, are passionate who, about? Who you, yeah, who's yeah. left that you think would be fun? I think the Twins would be a lot of fun. I think if the Twins advance, that's a lot of fun. And I know, like, in the analytics community, there are a lot of people that, oh, our model says Minnesota's a surprise World Series team. Like, they just match up against people. And maybe, I don't know, I think that would be fun. Am I alone in thinking that, you know... I get why they did it, but I'm not cheering for the Twins because they broke up with the yeah, Wings. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Screw the Twins. They oh, but a, I can't they say made let's a, go Astros yeah. either. They like, made a, a, a business decision that clearly benefited their business and made them better, so let's hate them for it. Well, they did, but it kind of left the wings. At our expense. It left them dangling. Yeah. Now, I'm okay with the Nationals, and maybe the Nationals get new ownership and finally will pump some life into the farm system a little bit. Um, and, you know, none of us were really Twins fans to begin with, but it, it was that... 
two, three months of uneasiness, like, oh, my gosh, could the Wings actually drop the double A? Would they lose? It, it was a little scary. And then we like, okay, Washington's coming in. Um, one of the one of the responsibilities I have here for this fine company, Odyssey, I, I oversee uh, one of our radio stations in I'm, Norfolk. I'm Mike Danger. I have a lot of responsibility. Norfolk just actually won the AAA championship. <laughs> I had no idea. The tides. Really? And I had no they, idea. <laughs> right. I, I didn't either. And they, no. they told me, like, I heard them talking about it on the air, and that was it. It was like a, a passing story. I'm like, if the Red Wings won, huh. at, do they even call it the Governor's Cup anymore? Or do they just call no. it the AAA championship? Yeah, well, the, the, I think that, they just call it the AAA championship. That is a good question. Like, I would think the Governor's Cup would be the International League, but then you're going to play... Whoever it is over in you know the Pacific Coast, I I don't know. I was asking them because the, the tides. I want to say they beat the team from the Pacific Coast League yeah. and they won the AAA championship. I'm like, so what's going on? I mean, like you know, locally, what what's happening? And like, well, you know, yeah, it's, it's a it's a news story for a day. I'm like, really? No parade? No? Like if the Wings won it all. I, I want to see what that looks like. I would like, would we show up? Would we show out? Would we have a parade in, in October, in, in in September, whenever? Last time they did it was 97. For the life of me, I can't remember who they did it over. Um, it was at, it was at formerly known as Frontier Field. First year. Yeah. That, I don't think there was any parade. I, I, I don't, it's just the timing of the year here. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a difficult time to throw a parade. Well, actually too, you can't go from frontier field. Oh, state street is still ripped up. So that'd be kind of a problem, right? <laughs> Sorry. I, I think it's getting better. Slowly. They put the old millstones back in the center median there, right by uh, where you come into our neighborhood. You know, any day, any day. It was great to see Don Stevens came down and recorded some commercials that, you know, you'll be hearing his voice during Amherst hockey. And we took care of some stuff beyond the scenes, but, a poor guy can't even get down the street from the war memorial down here. Yeah, today. the sidewalks are all yeah. busted up and closed off. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, um, the, yes. So you you've got your, your hack there to watch postseason baseball. If you don't mind muting the channel, unless you want to hear the Spanish call for these ALDS yeah. and NLDS games, and, and understand the you know the graphics are all. In- Actually, I should say NLDS games because Turner has the NLDS, and I want to say ABC ESPN has the the, um, American League Divisional Series. So, no, it's actually on Fox today. Fox, I'm sorry. Fox, so uh, 4.07 for Houston, Minnesota, uh, 8 o'clock tonight for the Orioles in Texas. Let's uh, shift gears and get back to the Buffalo Bills. Matt Perino was with the team in London. The loss on Sunday, 25-20 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's uh, traveling. And just as we did last Tuesday at this time, we will be talking to Matt Perino from O'Hare International Airport in Chicago as he returns to Buffalo in that trip back from London. Matt Perino joins us next. We'll not only recap Sunday, but we'll look ahead uh, to the uh, to the game on Sunday night against the Giants. We'll talk about the Norman signing and some of these injuries that the Bills are dealing with now. Uh, Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard, NewYorkUpstate.com, joining us next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan, Rochester. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills making the official announcement. Josh Norman back on the practice squad. Team is off today. Next up, it's the Giants. Head coach Sean McDermott knows who's on the other side. I'm happy for Brian. He seems extremely happy. He's he's earned that head coaching opportunity. Did a fa- fabulous job in, in year one. And you know, a lot of their staff over there who, who were with us. And Brian took over there as well as Joe Shane. He does an amazing job as a general manager. Um, real sharp personnel guy. So um, they're in good hands. And uh, it'll be a big test for us here. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, will join us next. The L.A. Rams have traded wide receiver Van Jefferson this to Atlanta for a pick swap in 2025. Opening night tonight in the NHL with three games, including Pittsburgh and Chicago. Former Rochester Red Wings PA voice Kevin Spears lost his battle with cancer. Spears was 56. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Welcome back into the Sports Bar. Danger and Battaglia as we do every Tuesday afternoon. A check-in with one of our favorites. Matt Perino covering the Buffalo Bills for the Syracuse Post-Standard NewYorkUpstate.com. Joining us from O'Hare back on American soil. Welcome home, Matthew. Well, this is fitting because uh, this is exactly what we were doing last week at this time at <laughs> the same airport. <laughs> so, right. The, the world is a flat circle, and here you are once again, Matt. Uh, the trip to London, uh, y- you experienced the jet lag, everything else. How big a factor was that for the team, in your opinion? Oh, it's huge. And I, I know none of them wanted to make the excuse, but, you know, it's, it's kind of unreal that a day after they get back, Sean McDermott did his press conference talking about, you know, the, the Ravens maybe going out there uh, five or six days ahead of time just to kind of get yourself used to things. And he mentioned that from the research that, that he was privy to, that it would take you like up to 12 days to kind of get accustomed. But I will say like, you know, seeing Josh Allen talk at his opening press conference when they landed, talking about how tired he was, I was in that same spot. But by like, Sunday, when I had been there since Wednesday, I felt a lot better. Now I'm not a professional athlete, so I'm not going to speak too much to that, but I definitely think it affected them. I mean, the way they come, came out, the sluggish nature, that wasn't the offense that we saw the previous three weeks with the, you know, the lack of effectiveness, efficiency, um, you know, not being able to capitalize on four straight I put it in my postgame story, four straight punts to open that game. Yeah. Over the last three weeks, they had four total punts in three games. So it just didn't look like the offense that we had seen 
the previous few weeks. And Matt, I remember when they lost to Jacksonville the last time in Jacksonville, there was somebody afterwards, one of the players for Jacksonville just said, you know what, we looked over at their their sideline and we saw them kind of lackadaisical. It didn't look like they wanted it. And it sure felt that way again this Sunday. And they just got out physical, in my opinion, on the offensive side of the ball. The, the Bills' offensive line, for as good as they've been for most of this season, just looked like they got dominated on Sunday. Yeah, what's funny about that is they did to a degree, but Josh Allen still had a banner day. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the final numbers, and you know he made plays, and it's actually one of his more impressive games. The week before was obviously like, you know, the one of the best games he's ever played. But I was equally as impressed with this game because they had no running game. Everything was placed on his shoulders, and you know, Stephon Diggs was talking about it after the game that you know over the course of the third quarter, you know, he went out there, he was talking to his teammates, trying to get them the urgency level up. And as soon as they kind of got things going, you know, Josh Allen was in hero mode and, and, and God mode, if you will. And he was making some unbelievable plays, but it was just too little too late. And that defense that I actually thought played really well up until that point uh, in, in the third quarter there, it, it's just, I think they just ran out of gas. And so, um, you know, it's a tough, tough loss knowing that, you know, this was kind of that really nice part of their schedule where you wanted to kind of pile up the wins. You have Miami getting a win. They go to 4-1. and one. I know you got the, the win over them already. You know, the Jets kind of hanging around. Um, but this is also a Bills team that, you know, there, there might be some bigger problems at hand than just a loss with, you know, who they're now going to have to try to replace. Yeah, leading into our next question here, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, joining us from O'Hara Airport, London to Chicago, on his way back to Buffalo here shortly. So, Matt, as far as Matt Milano and Daquan Jones, now are we assuming Daquan Jones is out for the season at this point? That's that's question number one. And, you know, tell us about the next man up here for both of those players. Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think I saw Dr. Chow on Twitter that said, there might be uh, a chance for Daquan to come back around playoff time, uh, depending on the severity of the tear and the, how he responds to surgery and rehab and everything. But you're right. Like, you're probably not going to count on that. So in the, for, the, for the foreseeable future and probably all season, who's going to replace him? Um, Ed Oliver has been superb. I mean, I think you could put this in a bucket of probably the best five-game stretch of his NFL career on the heels of that uh, new deal. But one of the things that I think has made them so special inside is playing off of each other at in Daquan. And now who's going to step up into that role? You know, Tim Settle last week, huge opportunity when Daquan Jones went out of the game, he was the lowest graded pass rusher on the bills, entire defensive line. And, you know, it's one game, you know, we want to look at what it's going to be the next couple of weeks and see if maybe he can respond in a different way. But for me, I always thought when they signed Puna Ford, that, he was the understudy to Daquan Jones. And, and that wasn't maybe a good way to put it, but like you know, that second wave of what Daquan Jones brings, some pass rush, some really good run defense, and now he's going to have his chance, I think. I still think they want Jordan Phillips more of that pass rusher uh, specific mode. He can play a little bit more, but the more he plays, I've, I've, I've felt he's the more ineffective he is. So I think this is a... Everybody's been asking, where's Puna Ford? Where's Puna Ford? I think now we're going to get a chance to see him. For Milano, it's, it's really interesting. I, I would just go with Dorian Williams, personally. But Sean you know, mentioned the tackling, and we know how 
when there's a deficiency to a young player's game, what that can mean to how they use them. Uh, you know, Kyer Elam, I don't know, man. I, that, might, that, might, that party just might be over. Uh, for them to go out and bring Josh Norman in, um, to go to Jamarcus Ingram uh, down the stretch uh, with him playing that whole game and being healthy and just looking, you know, just hapless on the sideline. I mean, I took a picture of it. We had these awesome press box seats, uh, unlike anything in the NFL. You're like in the, the top of the 100 level. Uh, and I, I could almost see the sideline across. And I took a picture of Kyrie as that series was going on, and he just looked lifeless, um, just shocked. And he, he said all the right things after the game, but if you're Dorian Williams, you didn't get him back into the game. Like Tyrell Dotson played really well, but can he sustain that? And if not, does Dorian Williams' explosive speed, that short area quickness, does that make him a better fit to fill in for Milano? Are they going to address this spot? Are they going to go out and try to get somebody? There's so many question marks right now um, with what they're going to do and what this defense is going to look like. Maybe even as soon as like two weeks from now, it might look you know, completely different next week and then maybe different the week after that. You brought up Josh Norman. And man, when, when that news broke yesterday, I'm like, that is just so typical. Like that is exactly what we thought would happen. You're bringing somebody in with familiarity in the system. And God, if he sees the field, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. I don't know. I mean, if he's on the practice squad, his role is more of a mentor, right? You're trying to do whatever you can to maybe salvage <laughs> Kyer Elam with, with the, the help and tutelage of a guy like Norman, who's, who's been around Sean McDermott as long as he has. Maybe. Um, I think it's just a situation where they are ultra comfortable with their guys at those spots like corner safety sean just relies on that i mean remember a couple of years ago when they brought in that daryl warley who's actually hung around the league he actually played this season i think in baltimore and you know i thought when they signed him i was like oh this is kind of an odd signing he hasn't been very good in a couple of years but they just default to that at those positions and i think that's partly because that's sean's background and and i brandon's never said this but i wonder if he has a little bit more you know, say on those kinds of moves at those positions and what he wants in the room. And, you know, I think in a perfect world, Dane Jackson, uh, Christian Benford, that's their two starters. But, man, both those guys struggle to stay healthy. Like, they've, you know, Jackson has been a little bit more durable. But if we remember last year, I mean, the only thing that held Benford back was the fact that he couldn't stay available. Um, and I still don't think they're going to close the door on Kyrie Elam necessarily, but who knows? Now, I thought Sean McDermott's comments after the game were telling. When somebody asked, like, okay, he's, he hasn't played all season. Is that part of the reason for this? And he just pushed back immediately and said, no. I mean, we've had situations in the past where guys have been put in after not playing, and, you know, they played well. That's, that's no excuse. So I, I, it doesn't feel like Kyer Elam is in their good graces, and I don't really understand it. And there's more going on there than meets the eye. Uh, and, and I guess at some point maybe we'll find out. Yeah, uh, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest. Uh, while we try to figure out where uh, Kyer Elam is, maybe we get Benford back. What do we know about the status here of uh, Greg Rousseau? Greg Rousseau, who did, uh, I, to my knowledge, did not make the trip, correct, Matt? I did not see him, but I didn't get that confirmed from Sean. He said yesterday that all three guys that missed yesterday's game uh, was Benford, Russo and there was one other, I think a defensive player. Um, oh, Shaq Lawson. They're all day-to-day and improving. So, again, to me, we would have gotten something if this was a more serious injury for Russo. I think it's kind of a, you know, a, a shorter-term deal. But, again, with the way that defensive line played, guys, 
depending on wh- where Kingsley Jonathan's at, and he suffered an injury in that game. He kept going out, kept coming back in. He had he finished that game with a 92 pass rush grade from PFF. That's the highest single game pass rush performance of the season for the Bills. And so he was sneaky, really good. I don't think he had the sack number necessarily. But in terms of pressure, in terms of winning one-on-one, watching it live, I saw that play out. I mean, he looked really, really good. Uh, so you can lean on that. You don't have to rush Rousseau back. Because when they had to do that last year, he wasn't the same version of himself. And you don't want him to come back and then get hurt. Uh, that's the last thing you want, especially this week against the Giants team where you never want to like look over any opponent if you're the Bills. But this is one where this is an offense that has struggled mightily. Uh, I don't think in Buffalo, with the way that offense has played, um, they're going to present the kind of problems that you've got to rush a guy. So I'm perfectly fine with them you know, keeping Russo out and leaning on some of these younger pass rushers. And, oh, by the way, A.J. Epinesa all of a sudden decided to be a superstar. Yeah. Um, flipping it over to the offensive side of the ball, Matt, uh, we were questioning yesterday where the, the play was for the, from the tight ends that, that, you know, you, you run these two tight end sets and you're using them a lot of ways just to chip and to block and, and to kind of provide, you know, provide a little layer of protection for Josh Allen, but Dalton Kincaid, uh, is a pass catcher and, and that's what he came into the league is that's what you traded up to go and get. And you're not even seeing him going downfield. Now we've got injuries to both Knox and Kincaid to monitor this week. Any idea why why they've been kind of hesitant to involve Kincaid and Knox a little bit more in the past game? I mean, it feels a little bit like Ken Dorsey, who I think has done a, a good job uh, considering where he's at, you know, early second season. They've had some big offensive performances. But when it hasn't gone well, he kind of alluded to this yesterday that, like, you have so many talented players. He was asked about Deontay Hardy. He mentioned Trent Sherfield, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox. It's like sometimes it's hard to get everybody involved. And I think sometimes when you have that kind of embarrassment of riches, and, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody's sitting here saying at this point that Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox are elite tight ends. I don't think either of them have produced, at, you know, to that level. They're both really good players. They both made some really good plays at times this season that, you want more from it, but I don't know what the alternative is because what is worked this season a lot and often is feeding Stefan Diggs, getting him the ball and letting him be who he is. And I actually thought it was pretty interesting to see him kind of own that interception uh, and, and put it on himself saying that he should have ripped that ball away or not let it get ripped away. Uh, he sees 50, 50 balls as his. And, you know, it's always felt like Diggs wants to, the offense to flow through him, even if he is never going to say it and he's not going to complain about it as long as they're doing well. I think that they're making a concerted effort to make sure that he's the focal point. Because if you go and watch the interception and you look in the flat, I think it was Dawson Knox and it might have been Hardy was the other player, maybe somebody else seemed to be open for potential like first, first, first downs. So yeah, I think it's just Ken Dorsey trying to like shuffle the deck trying to spin through some things, figure out different ways to get different guys going. And, you know, maybe it's going to be like this. Maybe maybe there isn't a path to a, a more prominent role for Dalton Kincaid in year one because of how many other players are around him. And you know, this is always going to continue to be like, a, all right, let's figure out who fits best into what we need to do. And maybe where is, that, where is there opportunities for other guys to grow like a Dalton Kincaid, and maybe that affects like a, a decision on Gabe Davis this offseason on a, on a potential extension.
Matt, uh, last question for me on London, and we heard the comment from uh, Taron Johnson, a lot of players not happy with the field conditions. What did you see there? I saw uh, Ryan Talbot uh, there holding, uh, you're used to seeing the rubber pellets that look like a a different surface there. Yeah, it was a different surface, and I'm not necessarily sure the pellets, it it just seemed like the turf itself was just like sticky a little bit. Uh, I think a couple players mentioned that it was uh, hard or something. I saw something somewhere about maybe it being like a, a feeling like concrete, which at times has been the big knock on turf fields. And listen, when you're turning over fields the way that they are over there, I mean, they're, they're, they roll in the grass field that the football team plays on the soccer team. And then they, it rolls out. They lay this turf. They have all kind of ideas for how it's supposed to work, but you know, the, the Milano injury, Taron Johnson close there. Um, just, Guys complaining about it, it's not good. I, the NFL is such a big money-generating league. I don't know why you'd want your product to be impacted by these kinds of, you know, potentially, like, fixable things. Now, maybe there's research that shows that, you know, you're going to tear an ACL on every surface. But it does seem like a lot of times some of the worst ones happen on these surfaces. And I'd get rid of it if I were them. Because, you know what, they print money and just go pay for all these, the, the ones that have the turf field to just get rid of them and get some grass or whatever the better version of it. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I feel like we'll probably be waiting until the next round of CBA negotiations before anything like that happens, Matt. And, and especially when you're talking about the London games I mean, you got two straight games at Tottenham Hotspur and I'm sure a concession that was, uh, that was delivered by the NFL was, you know, the turf field rather than having two weeks of chewed up NFL games played on the home surface for, for Tottenham Hotspur. What do you, what do you think? Oh, sorry, you broke up. Say that last part. I was just going to say that two straight games, uh, two straight NFL games on a grass surface for the home Tottenham Hotspur team is probably something that they conceded when the NFL decided they were going to invade for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I and I get that. They probably, I mean, it's a different game. I mean, you're you're doing different kinds of things in football. And I actually went to a, a soccer game with the Fulham. Uh, that was really cool. I'm not a soccer fan, uh, but just being in the stadium and experiencing what it's like over there, I mean, super cool, but I can understand why they wouldn't want, you know, two NFL games in two weeks when they're not used to treating that surface for the sport, uh, to not have that done. But that also has to be part of it. I think the conversations. Um, but I, I mean, the NFL is used to having bad PR and, and they, I guess they deal with it as well as any big organization in the world, because it just never seems to be something that, you know, they just want to take on themselves when these kinds of things pop up. Matt, uh, I know you got a plane to catch here. Just a quick thought on the Giants here coming up. It's homecoming week uh, between, gosh, Dayball, Tyrod, Breida. How many guys are on this team with connections? Do you have any fear uh, about the Giants coming in knowing that there are those connections? I mean, a little bit of that, but I also think like, and I think Dayball will get them up to play for uh, against his former team. Like, there's going to be a little piece of that in there, I think. Um, they're just not a very good team and their quarterback's not very good. And they've been, he's been under duress. And if he can't play, I don't even know who their backup is now. It used to be Davis Webb. Tyrod. Oh, Tyrod. Right, right, right. Um, oh, that'll be fun. Actually. Tyrod like, Taylor be- revenge game on yeah. Sunday night football. Woo. Let's do that. Let's do that. I don't know if <laughs> he's been back though. Right. Like he's been back before. And it's like, I think he got hurt in the one game. Was it with the chargers or something like that? It was, uh, hmm. Uh, was it was it Baltimore? Was he playing in for a Lamar? I can't remember. I'll have to look it up and I'll 
have to tweet it because I'm embarrassed for, for myself. But no, I, I think that that'll be interesting. Man, they might have a better shot with Tyrod, uh, to be honest with you, than the way Daniel Jones has looked the last couple of weeks. Matt, what are you and Ryan working on this week in the Shop Podcast now that you're back on American soil? Yep, no, re- no uh, rest for the weary. We are uh, right back at uh, the stadium tomorrow. Uh, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott will be available, so we'll, uh, we'll get that covered. We'll have a podcast tomorrow night. A little bit of a deeper dive. Um, I haven't actually gone back and, and done my rewatch yet just because travel and everything like that. Uh, tomorrow's episode will be uh, pretty jam-packed with uh, some takes. Yeah, Matt, uh, safe travels home, buddy. Thanks for your time today. Take care. There he is, Matt Perino, joined us earlier in the sports bar live uh, from O'Hare as he's uh, working his way back from London to Buffalo. And if you're following along on our video stream at thefanrochester.com, we didn't hide it. Like That was clearly pre-recorded. We did that just before we jumped on the air today at 3. His flight, uh, he's actually in the air right now. Yeah. So like that was kind of like you, you, you usually Matt joins us at 325. So what do we want to do? Ah, we're still okay. You know what, Matt? We'll just kind of do that. He didn't have a very long layover between London, uh, arriving from London in Chicago, heading back to Buffalo. It's not ideal, by the way, having to transfer through Chicago. And you have to go through customs and do the whole thing, security. All yeah, the whole thing is international travel, and and this is why I'm kind of sour on just flying in general. Like it's you're you're investing so much, and I love. The technology. I love. I don't take for granted the idea that you can be in one place to start the day and halfway across the world to end it. But man, they can make it a little bit more enjoyable. Like just the whole process is so unenjoyable. <laughs> but Matt, sounding in good spirits and uh, making his way back to Buffalo as we prepare for uh, prime time. Bills, Giants. That'll be Sunday night football. A game you'll be able to hear. On the fan Rochester, our pregame coverage gets underway at four o'clock Sunday afternoon. Tyrod was with the Texans, but never got the opportunity to start against the Bills, so he has not gone up against the Bills since he left. It was the Chargers, I want to say, was one of the years that he was with the Chargers. It was like he was slated to play against the Bills. That was but Houston. Yeah, it was Houston. He was in Houston. Yeah, but he was injured. He was injured, so they went with Davis Mills. Shocking that he was injured. Never happens when you're Tyrod. Poor guy. Um, it, Tyrod Taylor tribute video at some point during the game on Sunday. <laughs> it's like Dayball tribute. Like, what do we do? Like a montage, everybody here? Yeah. Just, or you just, uh, maybe it's not a tribute as much as it is a plea, a, a, a cry for help. You get Sarah McLaughlin's Arms of an Angel playing, and you just kind of do a slideshow of Joe Shane, and Brian Dayball. Tyrod Taylor, Isaiah Hodgins, do, Matt Breida. Do they elevate Cole Beasley from the practice squad? <laughs> Cole Beasley revenge game. Yes. Man. Yeah, this feels like uh this feels like a throwaway year for the Giants, and maybe you can get a full complement of, of players and, and a better squad next season for Brian Dable and Joe Shane, because it ain't working this year, boy. That that squad is, no. is not very talented. Uh we'll come back next. Gino's favorite moment of the week. Survive in advanced football. We will make our survivor pick for week six in the NFL. Yeah, we have a clear-cut choice. We'll review how we got there, and we're going to get you to week seven. We also have some takes here. This news out of uh, you know the world of hockey today is kind of sad here. And then also, 
loser language. Our friends down the through, I ain't talking about Buffalo, coming out of Syracuse. I always like, like pointing out the yeah. language of losers. I can't wait to get to that. And I have a take based on something that I say often here in the sports bar, the most dangerous words in all of sports talk radio. Let's go to the phones. All right, let's uh, get ready to start the NFL week off right with FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. It's me, Mike Danger, and right now, join me on FanDuel. All customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Chiefs and the Broncos, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app visit fanduel.com slash mike so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay on america's number one sportsbook fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nfl 21 plus and physically present in new york refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt max refund five dollars unless otherwise specified restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny for Six seven three six nine. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.